Hello everyone. I'm Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellence in career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe where we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their wins and much more. Let's dive in. So, hi, Sujata, how are you? Hi, good morning, Tilaga. Mine is the first podcast in the year, and I'm really grateful that you thought of me worthy of being on this talk show, Tilaga. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so before we ask you your journey, let me introduce you. That's my privilege before we start the show. So Sujata is a senior sales leader with over two decades of sales leadership and business development who has spent the last many years leading B2B sales for many global organizations in consulting and advisory sales across multiple geographies and verticals. She is a firm believer in the power of women in sales and is a true example of having managed family and successful sales career. Over the last many years, she has been recipient of many sales awards in her career and uh, believes that her best is yet to come. We will see what is the best she wants that to come. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, Sujata, we are very curious to know how it's all started because we know, right, women pursuing sales is a bit challenged. So, how it's all started? You know, I think all of us, you know, have to give credit to the way we have been brought up the value system that our parents have uh, instilled in us. We are a family of three sisters. And uh, right from childhood, one of the key ingredients, I guess, that my mother, you know, put in her uh, spicy Indian curry was that uh, you've got to believe in yourself. You have to go for whatever your goals are. So I think that kind of upbringing is where it all starts, actually. And then over the years, you get various opportunities where your family urges you, encourages you, pushes you to, you know, believe in yourself, take that leap of faith. And I think that's where it all started. Professionally, I started off with the information technology industry, where my first job was actually not that of a salesperson, but it was more customer service. It was marketing. And it is only after the first few years, uh, I met up my, you know, my life partner, who's now my life partner, was was just a colleague at that point of time. Who, and then my manager as well believed that I was great at managing people, per se, clients, colleagues, otherwise, and they felt that I could make a tremendous impact in sales, and and that's how I transitioned from a back end to a very front end kind of a sales uh, professional, and that's where it all started. So in your family, you are the first person getting into sales or uh, entrepreneurship or uh, already someone started? No, my father, in fact, he who is associated with the publishing industry has always been a business leader, in fact, has been a sales leader for most part of his years, has led businesses successfully for various Indian and global firms. And so I think maybe early on, maybe before I even realized that sales was my calling in life. I think I imbibed a few things from him in terms of managing people, in terms of going after what I wanted, you know, just being very aligned to being achievement oriented. I think all of those qualities came to me from my father. And then, of course, my mom, who ably supported him, was is somebody from where I crewed a lot of other, uh, I would say, 
skills. And again, unknowingly so, but they so helped me during the course of my sales career, which I'm very grateful to them for. So yes, he was kind of my first role model, even if I didn't know it then. <laughs> okay. Like uh, you said, your colleague become a husband. Like how the life partner plays an important role in life, especially for a girl who wants to pursue in sales and grow in sales. I think personally, a life partner plays an important role in any kind of a career decision you have, whether it's sales or otherwise. I think it's a partnership, like like you rightly said. We support each other. But in my case, I think my husband being a, a front-end sales leader has also made him very, very perceptive and sensitive to certain demands and asks from a salesperson, irrespective of whether she's a woman or or a man. But I think doubly so if she's a woman, because then we are managing our careers as well as managing our families, looking after parents, in-laws, children. So there is definitely a lot more demanded out of saleswomen versus salesmen. But I think, you know, him being from a similar background and doing a similar kind of job was definitely very, very helpful. And he has been and continues to be a never-ending source of encouragement for me, for which I'm, you know, really thankful. But he's the one who sort of got it all together for me, saying that maybe I was meant for a more sales-oriented career and maybe the great relationship-building skills that I have were much more suited to sales. And sort of at the beginning, it was more of, you know, he thought this and I thought, okay, you know, let me try it out. But once I think the bug bit me, then I was all for it. And then from that point onwards, it was uh, a flag that I wanted to carry as a saleswoman, as a sales leader. So but his being there and understanding backgrounds, et cetera, and the demands was very helpful. I think kudos to your husband. I, for a woman or any career for a woman to, you know, grow in a good role, yeah. I think family support is, plays an important role. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree to that totally. Yeah. And I, I, I'm keen to know, like, your 25 years journey in sales. Ooh, that would take a few podcasts to cover, but you know, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to try and encapsulate it. Um, you know, so I've been uh, associated, like I said, with a lot of the top firms in 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 terms of information technology, in terms of intelligence consulting, advisory sales. I have you know began with a very field sales kind of a role, and over the years have gro- grown into more strategic advisory, senior level kind of uh, sales and business development. But the journey has been with different industries. It has been with uh, selling to different geographies. I have sold and uh, I have grown businesses in India. I have done it for European regions. I have done it for the US, for Canada. So it's been a very, very interesting mix of geographies, very different styles of selling in that were associated just because sales is very associated to the culture that you're selling in. You need to understand and imbibe the culture, the kind of enterprises, the kind of uh, people that you're selling to. And that is very much determined by which geography, country, which language you're selling in. So there has been a whole lot of mix for me from that perspective. From a product and service perspective, I've done it, software sales, in office automation, and then going on to more, um, I would say, higher level sales of consulting projects, advisory sales, all of that, which is what I do currently. The last 25 years has been a glorious mix of all of these. It, each, each part of the journey has so much 
you know, that has uh, contributed to me being the salesperson that I am today. And it really doesn't matter if you're a vice president of sales or sales manager or an account executive, you have to love the craft. You have to love what you're doing in order to be successful. You have to believe in yourself. As a salesperson, especially, I believe if somebody were to ask me to pull together my 25 years, I think what has really served me well is this huge sense of self-worth. You have to believe in yourself. It's a job that is very demanding of you have a bad sales day and you start doubting yourself. So your sense of self-worth has to be very strong. You have to, you know, even if you've had an unsuccessful day and you haven't closed business, you have to go to bed and next morning get up with the same amount of excitement and exuberance to go back to knocking doors again. That's huge. That's tough. And you have, and especially when you have other demands as a woman on, you know, yourself as well, you know, you have sick kids or you have a husband or in-laws that you have to support your family. And within all this, I think if you have a wavering feeling of self-doubt, it doesn't help. So that has always been, you know, a leading, leading uh, criteria for me being successful in sales is that I never doubted that I would be on the top. And if you have that feeling, you can just go for it. And that's something I want every saleswoman out there to believe it that yes, you can do it. And that whatever be the challenges, there's always a different path available. There is, you just have to be innovative to think. And there are many people who contribute to your success, but you have overall, and most importantly, you have to believe in yourself. I think that's really key to being a super successful professional, leave aside a salesperson. I think that self-worth, that feeling of, yes, I'm worthy of all that I'm investing in myself is very important. And that is sort of my 25 years longish answer to your question. But like I said, (laughs) so many different components that have contributed to this journey, but these are just some very important ones. I think it's profound that one believing in herself is the first step towards success, I believe. Absolutely. You have to believe that at the that at the end of the year, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the month, whatever be your goal, that you're gonna get there, come whatever. You just have to choose from which path you go on or walk on, but that belief has to be there. That's supreme. That's why the topic we kept as leveraging her skills. What do you see about it? It's funny that uh, we're talking about women in sales. I just think that women in sales is a no-brainer. We have such natural instincts that lend themselves so well to women being in sales. The fact that we are great nurturers, we nurture families, we nurture relationships, we nurture children. We just, all of those nurturing instincts are such a great fit to a sales job. And most salespeople, most saleswomen will realize that as you grow up in the rung, as you grow up in the hierarchy, as you do more strategic sales, high value sales, that nurturing instinct is so important. You have to invest in your clients, whether there is a deal on the table or not. And those nurturing instincts come so naturally to a woman. So for me, like I said, it's a no-brainer. You know, I I believe skills like when we're bringing up motherhood, it's such a journey of love, patience, multitasking, so many different attributes to the job of a mother that lend itself so well to a salesperson or a saleswoman's life. 
And I believe these are all skill sets that each of us, we don't even have to go to B school for this. We just have it. And we just have to recognize, leverage and apply them. I think that's very important. And the rest just follows a suit. The self-worth, leveraging your natural instincts as a woman, you know, your instincts of being organized. They're just all so important for a salesperson and we have it all. So I think we are just born to be successful in the sales, in a sales career, to be honest. Wow. I think the audience must be, feel happy to listen all this, you know, positive inputs, I would say. So how like a mother playing a bigger role, what kind of conversations like, because I know you, you really have a wonderful uh, family uh, son. What kind of conversation being a mother is important to a son or a daughter so that it upbrings well? You know, I'd like to mention one point about my mom. She's not a career woman. Her only career was her family, bringing up her daughters, bringing, you know, keeping the family together and just she's a homemaker. But the one thing that I really learned from her was karma. I'm sure the Indian audience would understand this more easily than the than our audiences in global countries. But karma is something is your you just you just do your job. And I think my mom very strongly believed in doing her karma, in bringing, making her contributions as the woman of the house and as the mother to three daughters. And I think uh, that one piece of advice is something that I'd like to share with my fellow colleagues, my fellow women sales professionals is do your karma. Don't let anybody tell you how to do it, what to do it. Yes, you take your advice, you take your opinions, your suggestions from colleagues, from everybody, but just make sure that you keep doing your karma despite what everybody else or anybody else tells you. You could have naysayers, you could have yesayers, you meet all kinds of people in your professional careers, but you just keep doing your karma and, and that is important. You keep doing that and the rewards, the results, the appreciation will all circle back. And in that journey, if you can uplift a few other colleagues, you can uplift women colleagues, you can uplift your sisters, your daughters, keep doing that. That is your way of giving back to you being a woman in sales. So do your karma, keep contributing to the community in terms of other women, because you know how hard it is for balancing things, how hard it is for women to sometimes step out of their boundaries. Each one of us fights against our own glass ceilings, how important it is for each one of us to shatter those. But if you keep doing your karma, things will happen. Things will come back to you. Positive, good things will come back to you. And, you know, that's what I always, at the beginning of the year, when I have a look and I sit down and decide, look at my, my quota for the year, for example, it doesn't make me nervous. You know, whatever be the quota increase that I get each year and I handle big numbers, millions of dollars of sales, it doesn't really ever make me nervous because I just believe in the power of doing karma. I just do my job. I just believe in myself and the rest just follows the suit. And that's what I would say is something I have handed over to my son as a mother. Keep doing the things that you believe in, believe in yourself and the rest will follow. Try and excel in whatever you're doing and everything else will fall in place. And, you know, I guess that's really profound, heavy, solid advice for a 20-year-old. My son is 20. and But if he follows even a part of that, I think he's done for life. But what is the feeling of your son looking at you 
you're growing is it really matters for a son to look such a yeah actually my son is really really very proud of me and he tells me that that you know i quiz him sometimes i ask him this questions i said what are the three things that you've learned from your mom he says she's very finicky about things and then he go off on that track and then i said no professionally he says mom your tenacity your drive the fact that you believe that you can do it all i've never seen you ever be nervous before a big presentation or uh when you have a big quarter in the offing and you know that you really hit, need to hit the ball out of the park you're really sort of confident and he says that's what i take away from you that believe hard work always pays and that's what i think he takes from me and that's what he says is something he has learned from me and i know that he's very very proud of who i am today wow i think that's a good feeling for every woman who is growing they should know that they're not only growing they're also inspiring their children the yep. other women community that's absolutely. most important yes absolutely and like i said uplift the women in your life and that upliftment does not necessarily mean that you as a woman have to do it but every member of your family needs to recognize and acknowledge the fact that they have a role to play in in the life of their respective partners their sisters life their mother's life and that they need to contribute their own share and you know i think uh, by bringing up your kids or your sons and by having a partner who believes in what you're doing that's a message that should go out to everybody that they have that support the male members in your family and the other women in your family are supporting you i think that's very very important okay so audience are asking question Achana she's asking what was your first uh, sales experience you know i'm really happy to say that my sales experience has always been great my customers have been super my managers and bosses have been great they have always given me the space to do things my way till date i have not had a manager who sort of did not believe in what i was doing obviously there were results to prove that what i was doing was right but my first sales experience was if i if memory serves me like right and it was a long term ago i was selling um, digital hardware products computers laptops etc many many years ago and it was b2b sales and i remember that like the experience was great it was they believed in me they believed in what i was positioning i did i think i did my homework well so it was awesome and i think those are that's the reason why i continued to sort of you know move from strength to strength is because i've always seen that if you do a good job people recognize it your customers recognize it your colleagues recognize it and that really inspires you to do better every day so do not get let down if your first experience was not a very positive one like i said come back to rule number 1 and rule number 1 is believe in yourself today your experience might not be a good one but then tomorrow wake up with fresh energy and and go for it i really enjoyed it archana i think you know i celebrated it with colleagues i felt a lot of sense of accomplishment it was a very small sale i remember but it really made me feel wow you know it had a very exhilarating influence on on me as a professional so it was great and everybody might not have that first experience but like i said come back to rule number 1 believe in yourself have that self worth conversation within your head and then the next day get up with the same excitement i can assure you 
you will have the second best experience, if not the first best experience. But Sujata, like uh, some women, they're just behind the scene that they're unable to talk, they're unable to face customers because it's male-dominated industry. They're afraid. But I think every woman will undergo all these uh, challenges initially, right? So what is the piece of advice you want to give? Of course, you know, it depends from person to person. I am just naturally a very sort of extrovert kind of a person. So for me, it was easy to build bridges. It was easy for me to find common conversations that helped me build relationships. But I think listening, listening is a very important skill. And if you listen to your customers, you will soon realize that there's not such a good or bad. There's nothing like a good or a bad customer they might be good or bad people, but customers, if you listen to them, if you listen to what they really want and respond back accordingly, I think everybody will have a good sales experience. So the listening piece is very important. And of course, you certain people have to, they're just not naturally outwardly focused. So they have to make a concentrated effort. But again, keep having that conversation in your mind that, you're the best person for this job. Like I said, women are a natural fit for sales. They are great relationship builders. They are great at nurturing. They listen to everybody in their family. So they should be good listeners any which ways. All of those skills are so relevant for a sales job. And if you just lean on them, I think you will soon discover that it, it'll become easier and easier for you to have those conversations with your clients. So keep listening to them. Keep showing them that their interests are important to you. I always say the customer first approach is the best and the easiest approach. Don't try and sell and position and pitch your products, but try and sell a solution to their problem. Once you start keeping them in front and make their needs the most important needs, sales is going to be very easy. And that is my advice to all new saleswomen. Wow. I think Achana must be must have got the answer. And she also asked how many hours, how many hours initially you have spent in sales? Wow. You know, one of the funny things is that it, it, it kind of reminds me, one of my customers actually wrote to me an email at, very early in my career. And at those times, you didn't have mobile phones and things when I started selling. So for us, it was about going and responding back to customers the next day when you went and saw their email and you responded to them. But I made sure that I was very, very consistent in terms of my communication with my customers. I made sure that I, even if I did not have a solution for them, I made sure that I let them know that I'm working on their request. So I always believed in keeping the conversation warm. Even if I did not have a particular product that fit in well with their requirements, I would just send them an interesting article on that technology. And I would do small little things that would keep the conversation warm, that made the customer believe that she has heard it, so I have heard them, and that I'm working on a solution for them. And so it could be, I don't really have a number for you, Archana, but it is about the continuity. It is about making sure that you keep the conversation warm, think of innovative ways, just drop them a note, even if you're not actively selling to them, but just let them know that you're there and you are really, really interested in supporting them in servicing their needs. And 
today I pretty much sell, I would say 24 by seven, like I'm available to my clients, but it is important for you to strike a balance between work and home. And eventually you do learn to do that. But initially it's very hard to give me a number, but just keep the conversation warm. Just respond, even if you don't have a solution, but just let them know that you've heard them and that you're working on a solution for them. That's really important. Yeah, I think it's all the starting point, I believe, uh, Sujata. Like once yeah. she started getting on the game, then things will fall in place. Absolutely. And you can always course correct if you feel that, you know, there is over communication or there's under communication. After a while, you'll find your balance. It's like when most women get married, they don't know much about cooking, especially Indian household. Like I didn't know much about cooking, but over the years, I found my balance. You know, I did made I did make some mistakes and I did have some goof ups and some things burned. And but over time, because I kept at it, you you know, today I think I'm a fairly decent cook. So it comes to you. And like I said, lean on your natural instincts and it'll it'll happen. Uh, Sujata, like I want to know, usually I ask the guests, like their daily habits, which is also important being a salesperson, how that is relative, what is your uh, daily habits? Yeah, I think it's very individualistic in the sense that, you know, some folks say, oh, in the morning, in the first two hours, I do my emails and then I start making my, you know, reaching out and for my administrative things or my back end things, I just keep the afternoons. I think that's a fairly decent routine to keep. First and foremost, I do like to attend to all my client emails and you know, whether they're phone calls or presentations that I'm making to them, or I have proposal walkthroughs or whatever, I try and keep them in the morning hours. In the afternoons, I usually keep the more administrative kind of things. I keep my trainings in the afternoon. It's very important to keep yourself updated with your client's industry. So you do a little bit of research in the afternoons. It's, it is an ongoing thing and you can vary from time to time. Uh, Fridays, usually I don't do a lot of active, uh, but then some clients prefer to speak only on a Friday because they just feel that from their day-to-day jobs, Friday is a bit more easier. So, you know, kind of follow or get your cues from your customers, get your cues from the way it best works for you and follow that schedule. And, but make sure that, like I said, customer first, always attend to your customers, request their, their questions, their queries, the first thing. And I think that's an important sort of element in your daily schedule. And then everything falls after that. Like I don't sit down in the first day in during the first thing in the morning, I don't sit down and update my CRM, for example. That's something mm. that is administrative to me. It's important as an organization to keep your CRM updated and as a salesperson to make sure that, you know, you have your data analytics, your matrix in place. But I prefer to do that in the afternoon hours, mornings are usually dedicated to clients. So one more question. Uh, for startup salespeople, can you give some valuable suggestions? Oh, well, recently I had some experience with startups. I think startup salespeople have a bit more effort that goes into their sales jobs just because like, it is a startup. You haven't really, you don't have a brand that you're positioning. It's an early start. I would imagine that Try and be innovative. Try and meet with your customer. And when I say meet, I don't mean physically, but try and, you know, get in front of your customer through 
a variety of ways, whether it's digitally, through newsletters, through conferences, through actual emails, or just be in their face because it is a very noisy marketplace today. You will have many customers vying for the same target audience. And it is important for your customer to hear you amongst all that noise. So what are you doing differently so that the customer listens to you and notices you and your company rather than your competitor? So you have to find innovative ways. Try and think what's going to make sense. It's not, I have a lot of fellow colleagues and in my past, I've met salespeople who are, they're brutal about CRM. They'll send emails after emails, reminder one, reminder two, reminder 10. I just don't follow that approach. It is about not the number of emails you send to your clients, but it's about what you send to your clients in that email. Does it make their life easier? Does it make their lives better in any way? Having that information available in an email, you know, do you need, they any which way get us, there are a zillion other salespeople, people like us out there and everybody wants to reach a customer. So what, what are you doing differently? So try and think on those lines. And I think as a startup, you would have to obviously step it up. So try and find more, you know, areas of stickiness with your clients as compared to when you carry a, a brand, when an established brand. But that would pretty much be, doesn't really change much from a established brand to a startup. The intensity varies, I guess, and that's what you should focus on. Okay, thank you, Sujata. Now, one uh, topic we have not touched upon, I would like to you uh, open up is about the organization. How organization playing a role to bring more and more women in sales? Because as I've seen, there are many organizations who still thinks whether is it good idea to bring more and more women in sales. So what is your input on it? You know, I, I certainly think that probably in those organizations, you don't have any women at the top making the decisions who would, you know, have uh, questions about should women be bought into the sales workforce or not. I think there are a lot of things that organizations can do. I think first and foremost, organization should have women sales leaders at the top. If sales strategies are being decided and there is no diversity at the top, you will see that reflected at various levels in the organization. So the leaders in the organization have an important role to play. They have to exhibit the fact that they believe in the power that women bring to the workforce, whether it's sales or any other function. And they have to show that in, in actually having women at the top. I think when you see role models in senior executive positions, you are inspired. I would be very inspired to work for an organization that has a woman CEO, for example. Now, that reflects the fact that the organization believes that in gender diversity, the organization believes in having a woman at the top and believes that a woman can equally contribute to the success of an organization. So that's why they have a woman CEO. So I think that's a message that needs to come from the top. And maybe in this age, organizations have to make a few extra moves in order to show that that is the gender diversity is important to them. And that's something I would encourage uh, because like we say that teamwork is makes products, solutions, everything greater, better. But the difference between a super organization and a spectacular organization is one 
that recognizes that gender diversity is important and it's a message that needs to come from the top. So I think that's where the changes at every level should be brought into play. I agree to you. So we are end of the show. I want to know like how people can reach out to you if they want. Uh, I'm very, very available on LinkedIn. If any of my fellow saleswomen colleagues have any questions for me, they can look me up on LinkedIn. They can send me a question. I'd be very happy if I can make even a little bit of an impact on your careers and in your lives as a salesperson or even just as a as a fellow women colleague you need not just be in sales to ask me a question but if i can do that i would be very happy and i would feel that in some way i have given back to my women to my women colleagues for that matter so you know be yourself let's just celebrate and rejoice how each one is and we each have a different flavor so let the flavors flow i think you know the world would be a lot more colorful when they have so many different flavors and it would be exciting to have everybody but you know sort of reach out and be their own self i look forward to hearing thank you so much archana i really appreciate your questions and uh, like i said feel free to reach out to me over linkedin it has my contact details as well my email you have a question posted and i will try and definitely make sure i you know get back with a piece of advice i don't know how relevant or, or or even if i am in a position to give you advice honestly like i said my best is still to come i'm pretty sure your best is still to come but uh, you know feel free speak up don't be afraid to voice your thoughts your opinions you know just women power power to all women i truly believe in that and you should too so thank you so much for having me uh, tilaga I don't know if I was worthy of you having a talk show with me but I truly truly appreciate it's it's my first one and I hope I have many more such conversations and I'm able to influence and you know in my own way empower women so thank you so much for having me yeah 100% uh, you are you have inspired a lot of people and I'm sure who is going to watch the recorded they'll be getting inspired by you so it's a wonderful conversations and lot of insights about women about work life balance how to communicate to the children i think lot more we have discussed today so thanks a lot it's my honor privilege to have you today thank you for listening to sell like her podcast do subscribe and share so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening successful women stories let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales meet you in the next episode until then bye take care